0: Hi, today Nazlin and I would like to take up a topic of endless controversy and resentment, the image of Turks and Turkey.
1: So what is the image of Turkey and Turks? Do we Turks find it difficult to live up to our image or live down to it? What are the historical and current politics pillars of our image? And of course, is there any advantage to being a Turk? This is the Turkish Coffee Podcast by Nazlan Ertan and Aygen Touch, Two witty women who've been friends for decades as they traveled and worked all over the world. Aygen, I think the image of a country as well as its citizens is a strange mix of past and present, fact and fiction, soft power and hard power. But in the case of Turkey... It's ridden with the ghosts of the past, isn't it? It is.
0: (laughs) Actually, everything started in the 11th century with the letter of Byzantine Emperor to the Europeans asking them to stop Turks because Turks from Central Asia were moving in Anatolia and actually, according to the Byzantine Emperor's letter, they were raping women, circumcising boys and also committing sodomy on pious Christians. So, the letter had two focal points. One was that Constantinople's wealth need to be protected. And the second one was Christianity need to be protected.
1: It is fascinating this letter. From what I understand, it was written in 1088, more or less a decade after the Turks had entered Anatolia with the Malazgard victory. So apparently, this great emperor was able to see what would happen in three centuries time, when Turks would eventually conquer Constantinople with lots of bloodshed.
0: Yes, actually he was quite far-sighted. Also, the terms he used in his in this first letter actually dominated for centuries you know the image of Turk for the following centuries didn't change much like there were certain concepts associated with Turkish image like ruthless like the Byzantine Emperor wrote in his letter or promiscuous womanizers
1: and the Turks have conquered Constantinople and this has increased the European fear of the Turks An Italian called Giovanni Ricci have coined the term Obsession Turca, Turkish Obsession, which was basically at the root of all the things Italians said to children, such as watch out, Turks are coming. or. The roots of this fear can be detected in today's children's games in Europe, where you're supposed to hit the Turk on the head.
0: This image was also reflected in literature too, no? For example, in Marlowe's plays, or Dryden's poems, or
1: Shakespeare plays, we see a lot of negative images of Turks. I think this image is twofold. One was, of course, the role of the Catholic Church. The Catholic Church equated Turks with violence splendor, arrogance, and lust. In fact, these correspond to the four of the seven deadly sins of Christianity. So in a certain way, the Turks were the antithesis of the Christian values. And of course, then there is the role of literature. As you pointed out, although we Turks love Shakespeare, and in fact, the British Council has found that Turkey is one of the countries where love of Shakespeare is very, very high, Shakespeare was not very fond of Turks. When we look at his works, he refers to the Turks as the circumcised dogs. Or in this very famous scene of Macbeth, the three witches come together to cast a spell and they use the nose of Turk as a necessary ingredient. We Turks love to laugh about it, saying that it must have been the black sea nose.
0: <laughs> yeah, an evil ingredient.
1: <laughs> the evil ingredient, exactly. One is also a Spanish theoretician talked about the Turks, saying that the name Turk came from Turqueno, which was to inflict damage or to inflict pain. Of course, this is very far-fetched, but this demonstrates the Spanish outlook to Turks. Spanish,
0: but also French. You remember in Victor Hugo's Hunchback of Notre Dame, there are also sentences about Turks. And for example, as far as I remember, one of these sentences was, Oh, Turks must have been here everywhere is in ruins and mourning.
1: You know, this actually is seen in a very contemporary novel by Anthony Burgess called The Mozart and the Wolfgang. And where Beethoven is in heaven, he is in some special heaven reserved for the musicians, and he hears, so he's no longer deaf in heaven, he hears voices from the earth, and he goes, oh, there is some war going on, are the Turks at it again?
0: Literature is full of these negative images of Turks,
1: but but so is political
0: uh, philosophy. Yes, there were many political writings for centuries which had very negative images of Turks. But for example, in Machiavelli's Prince, Turks were praised in one aspect. It was their military strategy. It was their wisdom of ruling interesting isn't it
1: it is but i suppose this sort of concretized when the ottoman empire became an established empire with its court its diplomacy etc so far we have only talked about the image that was created by men but when we look at women for example between the united kingdom and turkey we see a different image right
0: Yes, definitely. For example, Elizabeth I, the English queen, had very good relations with the Ottoman palace. Not only with the sultan, who actually sent lots of gifts, textiles, dresses, carpets to her, but also with sultan's mother, Safiye Sultan. And you must see, Nazan, there are these letters exchanged in between these two women they are eloquently written and you see that they are very fond of each other. You can even call it a friendship between Queen Elizabeth I and Sophia Sultan. And by the way, Elizabeth I is the first English queen
1: who sent a permanent ambassador to the Ottoman court. This is very interesting. The personal relationship made the diplomatic relationship between the two capitals even stronger. But when we talk about letters from the Ottoman Empire, the first British woman we talk about is Lady monte isn't it? She was in Istanbul because her husband was a diplomat and she painted a very vivid picture of the Turkish women of Istanbul as chic, beautiful, but nevertheless very intelligent and well-read creatures. Montagu and Pierre Lotti, we are thankful to both of them because thanks to them, our image in Europe is not simply exotic and beautiful, but also witty and clever.
0: Yeah, they could see behind the facade. (laughs) <laughs> but enough of exotic history. And I know the modern times may be less exciting. As the famous author Refikali Karay pointed out after the foundation of the Turkish Republic, he felt sad for the European Orientalist writers saying that, oh, poor European authors, they will not find anything amusing for the European audience like kaftans or turbans in these
1: modern times.
0: Turks will be very boring to write about, he said.
1: We are the victims of that. How can you and I compare to others? Of Pierre Lottie in terms of exotism. But unless we are talking about some deeply cultured Europeans, I don't think the Turkish image is exotic anymore. Overall, the current role of Turkey determines the country's image today, and that is its role in the international arena, its democracy, its attitude towards minorities and women. And these are the factors that weigh in in the country's image. That's true.
0: We are not exotic anymore, but anti-democratic and how said that we individuals
1: are judged
0: by the national images.
1: Indeed, and also this is reflected in some of the funny idioms in foreign languages. For example, in French there is the expression stubborn like a Turk or smoke like a Turk. So my French friends were rather surprised that I don't smoke and I have never ever smoked in my whole life. And you are not stubborn at all. Ah, That's debatable. (laughs) (laughs) No, you are not. But there are worse images, no? Yes, of course, smoking or stubbornness is rather light compared to the other images of Turkey. One of the predominant images today is, of course, misogyny. Mm-hmm. and gender discrimination and in fact we have seen how that has played out during a key Turkey European Union visit. Yes, a few weeks ago the European
0: Commission head and also EU Council president came to Turkey to meet with President
1: Erdoğan and there was a gaffe, there no? Yes exactly and it's laughingly called Sophagate. In a nutshell the story goes that President Erdoğan was hosting both the European Council President Charles Michel and European Commission president Ursula von der Leyen the most senior female member of the European communities but as things happened the two male presidents proceeded to high chairs while the women president in the room was left standing and said um <laughs> exactly and then she looked around she sat at a lower sofa with the turkish foreign minister mevrut cavuşoğlu who is actually lower in rank compared to her at the same level this of course was a failure of both turkish and the european protocols but because erdogan had previously quite recently in fact had withdrawn from the istanbul convention
0: yes which is actually Actually, the international agreement preventing
1: violence against women. Because Erdogan had withdrawn from the Istanbul Convention, ignoring the will of the women, he got saddled with the blame. Even I
0: blamed Erdogan without knowing the real reason behind this scene, actually.
1: Exactly. And that is how the national image sometimes easily makes you a ted the turk or Turks-Head or, to put it bluntly, a very convenient scapegoat.
0: Besides history and politics there's another factor which affects Turkish image nowadays it is the TV series
1: but then of course the image of Turkey on the silver screen has been changing as well the days of Topkapı and Lawrence of Arabia and, and Midnight Express exactly and even Midnight Express has passed now Turks have put their own interpretation of history with the Magnificent Century and also with some wonderful new TV series such as Istanbul Lugelin, The Bride from Istanbul, which shows the tradition clashing with modernity in Turkey. Or with the Netflix series Ethos, where we have seen the polarization in Turkey between the headscarved and the not-headscarved, between the secularists and the conservatives.
0: Yes, in these series actually people from Romania to Senegal They see a different side of the story, a different image of the Turks. They see rich Turks, poor Turks, cultured Turks, ignorant Turks.
1: Splendor of the palace.
0: Yes, uh, all those villas by the
1: Bosphorus. (laughs) Exactly. Splendor in past and splendor at present. From the palaces (laughs) to plazas. (laughs) Well, yes.
0: Again, it may be a wrong image of Turkey, of course, if you consider the poverty in the
1: country. Yes, of course. The silver screen does not give a complex image either. To conclude, is there a positive occasion where being a Turk was an advantage.
0: Well, maybe in Azerbaijan, being a Turk is an advantage, no? And you are much loved on Azeri TV, I see. (laughs) Yes, first-hand experience.
1: What about you? Do you think there are advantages positions? Well of course the military as we said is a traditionally strong point in Turkey and I have always thought that being a Turkish journalist in NATO was definitely an advantage. Yes of course
0: Turkey having the second
1: biggest army in NATO yes. and I also think that being a Turkish diplomat in Central Asia, Pakistan and some other parts of Asia and Africa must be an advantage.
0: Well in some parts of Middle East the image of of turks mainly dictated by history of course is as bad as europe if not
1: worse yes of course their past plays a role and also the current politics and let's see if the upcoming visit from turkey to egypt may improve on that a little yes depending on that we can do a podcast on turkey's image in the
0: middle east too it would be interesting no
1: it would be let's plan on that and see you next week see you